What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right, guys. So I saw something on IG that really tripped me out. Shouldn't really trip me out, but here we are. Halloween just happened, and I saw a picture that ABC7 posted, and it said, we have 24 days until Thanksgiving, 27 days until Hanukkah, 54 days until Christmas, and 61 days until 2022. So I was just wondering, are you guys really ready for all the festivities that are going to come in the next few months? Because I am definitely not ready. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I feel like everything is coming really, really quick. And I'm like, can we just take a pause? So, yeah, it really just shocked me. I'm like, oh, my God. have you? Guys uh, it is. Life? This is it. That's it. Now, people, I was talking to, you know, I was talking earlier about my sister, how they, you know, cook for the dog or whatever. They also, uh, they were putting up their uh, Christmas stuff already. Oh, wow. No. Wow. November 1st, Christmas yeah. time. It's going yeah. up. Well, my sister and my brother-in-law, they're like the Griswolds, though. You know what I mean? Like, they, uh, it, do you know what I mean by the Griswolds? Now, now, hold on a second. When you say the Griswolds, do you mean that they drive a family truckster where they've no, dude, got one of those? Have you ever seen like, Christmas Vacation? Yeah. Have you ever seen just Vacation? I mean, no, Clark yeah, w, but, Clark but we're w talking w about Griswold. Christmas. I understand. Yeah, I just, I just want to make the reference. I wanted you to yeah. know that I was down with what Wally you were saying. Wally World. Yeah, Wally yeah. World. You know, Moose at the Door yeah. should have told yeah, you. Beyond Wally, they don't do that stuff, but they do yeah. the they, they do the Christmas thing where they they. Right, they their house is just insane. Like they're they're the house that wants to win the neighborhood Aww. like competition of all the stuff up. You know what I mean? Their electric bill is probably like six bazillion dollars <laughs> every December <laughs> and November, for that matter. They're the they're the the family that still does the family photos and sends it out in the mail. Because I don't think anybody does that. I feel like a lot. Yeah, of people, people um, do more. Well, more people do that than you you would yeah, imagine. I get a lot, a lot of those. Do I don't. Do we're just really bad at it. Like, so mine. terrible. And, and also, I hate taking pictures. So it's just like that. That's also part of the equation. Like I just, just got. I got nothing, man. I'm telling you, every year I get tons of holiday cards, and I'm so flattered to have received these cards. Yes. And yes. I feel so terrible, like I didn't reciprocate. And you want to know how bad I feel? The other day, I was cleaning out my office. And I was throwing away mail from a year ago. And I'm like, well, if I didn't open it and it hasn't killed me, I guess I didn't really need it. I opened up a few Christmas cards from last Christmas last week. And I felt (laughs) so bad because these people made the most beautiful, lovely cards. They sent a whole progress report on their family and their kids. And I'm like, well, I got your Christmas card in late October. Almost yeah. a year later. God, Laura, you get them on the that? internet? Is yeah, that what you like said? Yeah, e, like e-cards, right? So I, I just feel like there's no point, no offense to whoever still does that, but you're wasting like paper and money and time. Like just do it online, take a cute picture and be like, here's my e-card. Yeah, yeah. I think it's most people idea. still mail that stuff. Like at least yeah. the people that I, I get so many of them. Like, I even it's get crazy. them. And I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even oh. open an e-card. Like who sends those? Well, who sends mail an anymore for that? Like, right, I would think it's spam. I wouldn't open it. I'd be afraid that I'm going to get Get fished yeah. or something. Like, nope. And you lose your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so many exactly. people do it, Laura. I'm telling you, my every That's year, crazy. and I'm uh, I'm flattered. I'm always excited to open up these cards. And I here's one that I always love. I open up the card, and my kids go, "Dad, who's that?" And I mm. go, "I don't really know who that is. I don't know how See? they got our address Wait, or why I'm on their Christmas card list, but I don't know who that part. is." Wait, that's you want to know part. a funny story? So my brother. He took his this family photo thing with his fiance and the rest of his fiance's family, like her parents and brother and sister, because they all went like on a trip. I don't know, two months before Christmas. So he used one of those photos and sent it out to his family, all of us, as a Christmas card. And my dad called him one day and was like, "Do you know who um, 
Joe Phelan is, which is my my brother's father-in-law. And he's like, yeah, these people sent me this Christmas card and I have no idea who it is. But it was my brother and like his in-laws. And he didn't even recognize my own <laughs> brother in the card. Wow. That's funny. That's funny. Like, my dad is getting old. Yeah. Oh, that's old, old is not always fun. That's um, funny. By the way, one more text from Jorge Briones from the Mason and Ireland show again about you, Laura. Uh, of course. When he heard you about you getting e-cards and not getting cards in the mail uh, for Christmas, he says, Te digo. <laughs> I'm telling you. Translation. She's bougie. Okay, I'm out. Have a good show. I'm cracking. Okay, first of all, I don't think getting e-cards is bougie. I think getting regular cards is bougie. No, that's like technology. That's just, you're just more yeah, technologically like advanced. e-cards is like the cheap thing to do. Yeah, it's not bougie. He's wrong. Go yeah. home, bro. Yeah. Uh, all right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Cap, lay it on the Chargers. You were right. You were ready to gloat, I feel like. Not really, and I'll tell you why. Because, look, gloating is after the fact when something happens that you weren't quite sure was going to happen. In this instance, we talked about this on Friday. I said, look, Patriots fans are Red Sox fans. And if you know Red Sox fans, you know how obnoxious sports fans are from Boston. Well, we, the Patriot fan base this weekend, we were very obnoxious. Did you watch the Chargers-Patriots game yesterday by chance? I did. Were you sitting in front of the TV? Yep. Could you hear the crowd noise when the Patriots made something happen? It didn't matter which side of the ball, but when the Patriots made a play, a sack, uh, or, or they scored a touchdown, whatever it was, did you hear the crowd noise in SoFi Stadium? Did that register on your television yeah you could hear it was mostly Patriots fans there's no question and so I knew last week what was going to happen on Sunday which was this the Patriot fans were going to completely take over SoFi Stadium there's a lot of people from Boston that have relocated to LA there's a lot of people that are Patriots fans that will fly in for this game etc so I knew that the Patriot fans would take over the stadium that's number one number two uh-huh. I knew that the Chargers had come off a big-time beatdown at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens and then had a bye week. It's a bad week when you just got beat down to have a bye. Guys have time off. They go spend time with family. They get away from football. Then they got to come back and they got to refocus. And it's not like New England was coming to town as a bad team. They were 3-4, and four, and they were trying to climb back into the discussion about the playoffs. And that's what Bill Belichick does. He outmaneuvers, he outcoaches. And for me, even if on paper the Chargers are the better of the two teams, Bill Belichick is the better of the two coaches. Veteran greatest coach of all time versus rookie head coach who had you know a couple of nice games. So I'm not gloating today because I'm not even remotely surprised. But George, a few weeks ago when people were talking about the Chargers after that win against the Browns, hey, the Chargers are for real. What if the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl? I told everybody back then, pump the brakes. I've seen the movie before. They will fall apart. Now it's only eight weeks into the season, but two straight losses like this and a loss at the hands of the Patriots at home, I just don't think they're that good. I mean, I think they're, they're, they've got a good young quarterback. They've got an exciting young coach. They've got a couple of nice pieces here and there. But this franchise always finds a way to screw things up. So when everybody tells me that I'm a hater, you're right. I'm a hater the way Laker fans are haters of the Clippers. They doubt everything that the Clippers do. That's me when it comes to the Chargers. I mean, yeah. Um, now, look, I, I think a couple of interesting things stick out when it comes to the Chargers, okay? 
yesterday after the game, Justin Herbert asked was asked about like you know what was going on, like what was wrong, and he said, "Look, they played a cover two. We had never seen them all season long on all the film we had play a cover two. They caught us by surprise." But then he went on to add, "But it's something we should have adjusted to by halftime." So I was like, "Ooh." Now, I didn't hear the context of the way he said it. But reading it, I was like, oh, okay then. Because that sounds like you're blaming the coach. Yeah, I mean, look, there are times when coaches actually do not prepare you for what's going to happen in a game. I'll give you an example. Two weeks ago when the Rams were playing the Lions, did the, did the, did the Rams look like they were prepared to see fake punts? I mean – they ran a couple of them. It, did, did the Rams look like they were prepared or thinking at all about a potential for an onside kick? I think the Rams coaching staff did not think through how desperate the Lions were and how they may try and make plays in the kicking game because they just didn't look prepared for it, frankly. Right. Right. But, but then, if you're, a, if you're a professional coach, what can you do when you have time to give thought to what's happening and how, what kind of adjustments can you make? And when a kid like Herbert says... We didn't make adjustments, something we probably should have been able to do. That is, um, that 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 really takes a shot at the coaching staff, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think there's any question that it takes a, sh- a shot at the coaching staff. I-, I found that to be fascinating. Now, we've got Ryan in L.A. who wants to talk about the Chargers. Ryan, what's up? Hey, Suzanne on Cap. Thank you for the line and the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, yes, sir? I want, to tell, I want to tell you, now, the Rams made a big trade to get somebody just before the trade deadline tomorrow. But there's, I think, a trade that the Chargers need to make because they've got a big problem. And the big problem, and it showed up really big last this weekend, was at kick returner. It's been a revolving door. They've been scraping the waiver wire for people. And field position is so important because the Chargers this year have the worst starting field position in the NFL. I mean, it shows how good Justin Herbert is because he's got them 15th in point scored even with that. So if they just get a kick returner, this offense is going to be utterly lethal. And I think, like, here's the trade for you. Just tell Telesco, whoever is in charge of the Chargers, to do this one. Jakeem Grant of the Bears. He's a very good kick returner. The Bears are going nowhere. They traded a sixth-round pick to the Dolphins to get that guy. Just just give them a fifth-round pick. Get this guy in here. This guy is giving you 20, 30 yards on a return. That would... All, that would change the Chargers so much. I mean, it's just pathetic watching like their current kick returner this past weekend. He just takes a fair catch at the five and just pins the whole team back, and it, it makes it makes Herbert look worse because he's got to march the whole field. Yeah, but look, I let's, mean, but, and, but let's just talk about this for a quick second, though. I hear what you're saying. Thank you, Brian. And I and I appreciate you know the the thought process here. But, but that me, can't be the biggest problem. It's not. And and yeah. here's the other thing. Come on. But but against. Bill Belichick. Now, now Justin Herbert has played against a Bill Belichick Patriots team twice. Last year it was 45 to nothing. This past weekend it was 27-24. In the two games that Belichick has had to game plan for Justin Herbert, in those games, Herbert has his two worst passer rating performances in his career and uh, his two worst completion percentage performances in his career. So, clearly Belichick who looks across the field and says, I got a rookie quarterback on my side. I got to do everything I can to help my team. 
what can I do defensively, strategically against another young player? He's good, he's talented, but he hasn't seen it all, so I'm going to start throwing things at him that he's never seen before, and that is the brilliance of Bill Belichick, which has his team now back to 4-4 four and four and in the conversation for the playoffs. Yeah, it, it's pretty wild. Um, you know, I, I, I'll say this. Um, I, look, I think this team, again, he's a young quarterback. He's great. I think he's going to be a star. I think even you agree with that, right? Like, you've said that. You've said as much there as I well, right? I think he's a talented young guy. He can throw. He can run. He's good looking. He's got a lot of traits that can turn him into a star. Um, but end all, be all you got to win games. And while the Chargers were hot for a couple of weeks, they beat the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Browns, and people were like, wow, the Rams are kind of on the back burner. They have a tough schedule, right? Like that's, they do. That's fair to say, too. They do. But, the, but yeah. the Rams have all of a sudden come back with a bunch of wins, boring as they may be, and then the Rams go out and they make this big splash because the Rams also know, they may not want to admit it, but there is a battle going on. The Rams are winning it right now, but they'll dominate it should they be able to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium in their hometown. Yeah. And so there was a time a couple weeks ago where people were starting to buy into this Charger hype, and I was going, no, guys, believe me, it'll fall apart. And you're like, you guy, you're a hater. I'm like, yep, I am. That's right, I am. But I'm also right. <laughs> All right, coming up next, speaking of what's right or who's right, Frank Vogel is right because he got the lineup right. We'll get into that on the other side. Uh, also, don't forget, it is Million Dollar Mondays. Every Monday, we're going to give you a chance to win a million dollars. 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win one million dollars. It's not a national contest. It's us every Monday. All you got to do is make sure you're listening to the whole show or as closely as possible, as long as you can, because at around 545, we'll ask you a show-related trivia question, and the first person to answer correctly will win a prize. In this case, it'll be Rams-Titans tickets, but then that person will also give us a Super Bowl prediction, the two teams and the score, and then in February, if you're the person to nail that prediction, you're winning a million dollars. Simple as that. Tune in every Monday for the, obviously, the opportunity to listen to the show, because the show's great, and also because you're going to need show trivia to be, be able to answer show trivia to get the tickets and your chance at a million dollars. So listen all day for your chance to win one million dollars here on Monday at 545. We're going to give you that opportunity. Stick around. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. <laughs> then there was the rat. The rat was called Splinter. I was going to say, he has a name. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Kaplan is definitely too old for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What was, I, and I, I feel did, like your kids are too young. I, I definitely felt like I was going to come up with the name Michelangelo. I thought I was going to come up with that well, one. Well, it's was just it? the four artists, you know, like the super famous Italian artists. Um, I never really put two and two together. Are you serious with that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Michelangelo was the best because he loved pizza and he loved to party. Mm-hmm. What were the other four or the other three dudes' names? Michelangelo, Donatello, yeah. Yeah. Raphael, mm -hmm. and um, who am I missing? 
Leonardo. Leonardo, yeah, the with the swords. Yeah, of course. Okay, just so you guys know, um, now I don't feel so bad about it. Not because I didn't know that they were all famous artists. It's just that I only knew Michelangelo was a famous artist. The rest of those guys, I just thought somebody named the guy Raphael. Somebody named the other guy Leonardo. And, well, and I don't remember the other guy's name. But I just thought that they were just named dudes. I didn't know that they were artist dudes. Yeah, yeah they were named after those famous artists. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I, it didn't do much for me. They had a lot of different iterations of the Ninja Turtles, though. Every generation has had a Ninja Turtles thing. So your kids probably had some of that. It just wasn't the original iteration that uh, that Chris was referring was to. Was the original, though, like the human beings in the turtle costumes, or was the original the animated? No, no, there was a co- an animated version, I believe, originally. Um, well, there was a comic book version, right? And then after the comic book version... Then there was a TV version, an animated series, which started like in the mid to late 80s, I want to say. Because I remember I was like 10 or 11 years old when that came out. Um, And that was like super popular. And then the film came out in the 90s. And I remember that because one of the movies had Vanilla Ice on the soundtrack. Yeah, he's saying, go ninja, go ninja, go. Go ninja, go. The ninja rap. Right. Yes. No way. Yes. I bet you Laura can find that song on YouTube somewhere, I would imagine. My yeah, neighbor, it, he had four turtles, and they were named after the Ninja yeah, Turtles. We had that <laughs> what? Uh, by the way, O'Shea Jackson Jr., shout yeah. out to our boy O'Shea, uh, said he, as in you, didn't know about the Ninja Turtles being artists. Wow, I almost crashed the range right now. <laughs> well, hey, I heard Mason in Ireland saying that O'Shea has a new series, and they didn't say where it was, yeah. but they said it was awesome. Does anybody know about this new series that he's a part of? But th- here's the song first before we get to that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a terrible song, by the way. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Why aren't you uh into this song, Cap? Because um, I'm trying to think to myself that this is Vanilla Ice. Rap. And when I think ninja. of Vanilla Ice. Ninja. Rap. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go. By the way, never, never, never crossed the uh, the uh, the airwaves where you were at. No, but you know this reminds me of a song yep. from way back in the day that the New York Knicks used to have called "Go New York, Go New York, Go." Yes, and that's he, probably where it came from. To be right. honest, and the guy who was the rapper on that yes. was a guy named Jesse Itzler, and uh, Jesse, all these years later, he's no longer a rapper. He's now like a multi-billionaire entrepreneur. His wife yep. is the woman who started Spanx. You guys know who yep. Sarah Blake? Yeah, is? yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. So yeah. go New York, go New York, go. That's They're playing it. really well right now, the Knicks. Yeah, it's my boy Jesse Itzler. Jesse, you're getting a shout out today, man. I think They're he copied well. off of the turtle song. I can't wait to no, see. No. Uh, yeah, that's no. funny. I can't wait to see the, the Knicks come to town to play the Lakers. That'll actually be fun because they're actually decent. Um, by the way, uh, O'Shea's show is um, it's a collaboration with uh, Kevin Durant's uh, production company, and the show is called Swagger. And it's about, like, a basketball playing experience in the AAU circuit. And uh, O'Shea plays a, a role on that particular show. O'Shea is also going to be part of the Star Wars community. He's going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, miniseries. So. I wonder where that show Swagger airs. Is it a Netflix? Apple deal? Plus. I should oh, have Apple. said that earlier. Okay, Apple, Apple Plus. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I, I haven't been I know you're a big Apple guy. You watch what? The Morning Show. You, you, I mean, sort of. You watch Ted Lasso. I mean, sort of. But, well, you know, I've got two episodes to finish Ted Lasso. He's kind of lost me emotionally in this series. Um, and now I have to start The Morning Show. But now it sounds like I'm going to have to start Swagger. And, uh, and O'Shea, I'm going to give that a look, man. I'm going to take a yeah. look at it. And as yeah. far as me not knowing that the, the four Ninja Turtles were all a bunch of artists, um, you know what? I always thought it was dumb. I always thought the whole n- concept of a bunch of turtles who were ninjas 
who are superheroes. I just thought the whole thing was dumb, so I never really watched it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were also older when they right. came out. Yes, yeah. that's true. Hey, O'Shea, I was your dad's age. Ask, ask, ask your dad what he thinks about the Ninja Turtles. Ask I bet you he, he thinks the Ninja Turtles are dope. Does he think that they're? Wait, I got to think of my new word. I have this new word that I'm supposed to be trying to incorporate oh, yes, into my vocabulary yes. go ahead, today. Go, 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 are, are are they no. are they are they wilding? I mean, they were for pizza for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there was that. That was yo those Ninja thing. Turtles. Yo, they be wilding. Yeah. I yes. regret saying my word. <laughs> I don't know if he's saying like they be is really. I mean, yeah, you need yeah, to chill. Yeah. Well, that, how, that how makes do you it say worse. It? I mean, yes, say yeah, say Wylan in a They're sentence wildin'. that I can. The Ninja Turtles were yeah. Wylan over pizza. Oh, it's yeah. not they be Wylan. They just yeah. are Wylan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he says that you were too old, so that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, so ask Cube. Ask ask Dad what yeah. he thinks. Yeah, uh, I do want to see the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, uh, uh, O'Shea. I mean, not that I won't watch the basketball one. Clearly, I'm going to watch the basketball one. Um, but the uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi one, you know. So he says, I'm about to crash. Please stop this. That's it. He's, <laughs> he says, he's wildin'. <laughs> O'Shea wildin'. Yo, I'm wildin'. That's all yeah. I know. No, he's That's saying Cap is wildin'. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, my exactly. new word. My new word is wildin'. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Real quick on the Lakers. They're wildin' out. Uh, so Frank Vogel. Got things right. All right. I, I love this new lineup. Anthony Davis is finally playing center. Yes. It's what every Lakers fan has been asking for for two plus seasons. AD, just commit to playing the five, man. You are the human cheat code when you play there. And a Lakers defense, which was, let's face it, completely atrocious these first few games was ranked 27th. I know you're going to say short sample or whatever, small sample. Nonsense. They were going to be awful if they kept playing the way they were playing. And now AD gives them their best chance to succeed. Plus, they have Baysmore and Avery Bradley out there with LeBron and Russ. Now I like at least the starting group to not give up a ton of points, Cap. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking last week about DeAndre Jordan in the starting lineup, and I can recall when they got DeAndre Jordan and we interviewed him. Yes. And we were, we were like, so what's your role on the team going to be? And it's like, I don't know, like, you know, I'll sit on the end of the bench, and if they ever need a couple of minutes, they'll call me. They'll go, yo, Andre, need you, right. man. Like, right. Starting? What, what, are you, what are you talking about starting? Right. And, and, and so his role in the early part of the season was very different than I think what most of us expected. When you looked at the starting lineup last night, AD, LeBron, Bazemore, Russ, and Avery Bradley – I mean, that's a much more what I think of, George, as a traditional kind of starting five. Even though I will just throw in one little side note, which is Avery Bradley. This fascinates me. You know, they got him right before the season was about to start, yes. and they brought him back. And the impact that he's already had in finding himself in the starting lineup, that's also very interesting to me. Yeah, he, well, look, he fits. He knows the system. He knows his role. He knows how to play with LeBron. He's played again, uh, you know, on this alongside stars for his entire career. So that's exactly what you need. And he defends, and he shoots all right. You know, like he shoots all right. So that's it. Like you can space the floor. You can let Russ cook without having to worry about shooting ill-advised jumpers. Anthony Davis can protect the paint if, for some reason, they get by Bazemore. Uh, or or Avery Bradley. And, you know, LeBron is out there facilitating. LeBron's letting Russ control the offense, which it's funny because remember I told you Kendrick Perkins said this to me on the jump when it was the jump a couple of weeks ago where he said, I think LeBron, because I asked him, you know, how does Russ and 
you know, adapt to LeBron. He's like, no, nah, I think it's going to be the other way around. I think LeBron's going to adapt to Russ. He's going to be the guy that takes kind of the D Wade role a little bit and just changes his game a little bit. And at least right now, as yesterday being the sample size, that that seems to be the case. So we'll, we'll see. I love the move. I love the moves. I still think they need to make another move. Carmelo's playing great. I want to get into Carmelo a little later. But coming up next, we have Radio Tinder. Everyone's favorite segment. Lynn's brought it over. It's going to be here. We're going to do it in three minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, before we get to Radio Tinder, don't forget, in about 15 minutes, we're going to give you a chance to win a million dollars. 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win one million dollars, not a national contest, literally us. Make sure you're listening closely. you got to listen every Monday, all show long, right? Because we're going to do a show-related trivia question at 545. If you're the first person to answer correctly, you'll win a prize. This week's prize is two tickets to the Rams-Titans game for Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Plus, you're shot at a million dollars, which means the person who wins the tickets, right, the first person to answer correctly, will get the two tickets, but then get your shot at a million. How do you get the shot at the million? All you got to do is give us your prediction of the Super Bowl, the two teams, and the final score. And in February, we're going to look back at everybody who made a prediction, and if you made the correct prediction, you nailed it, we're going to give you a million bucks. It's that simple. All right? So make sure you're tuning in. We're going to do a trivia question in about 15 minutes. Linz, what do you got? All right, what I got is a fitness and fashion influencer in Florida had her Instagram account disabled just days after photos that she took next to her father's casket went viral. Uh, Jane Rivera posted a series of photos on Instagram last week following the funeral of her dad. The woman, who had over 80,000 followers, said that her account was removed for, quote, violating the platform's rules. Rivera said that while she understood the negative reception to photos of her father in his casket, she believes that he would have approved of her actions if he were still alive. Um, is it okay to post photos of a deceased person in their casket on social media? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, no, swipe left. Who does that? <laughs> like, Apparently what are we Jane talking Rivera about? Does. I mean, that's crazy. No, awful. No, 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 left. Left, left, left. Keep going left. 
I'm going to also swipe left, but it's not necessarily about the deceased. It's about those of us who are still here who don't need to see that. You know, like I've never seen, I'm telling you guys truthfully, I've never seen a dead body in a casket. You know, like you've never my, been to a funeral? No, I have, but I've never been to an open casket funeral. Oh. So I've never really seen a dead body in a casket. And a few years, this is actually quite a few years ago, about 10, 11 years ago, my cousin was involved in a bike crash, 40 years old, died on the street. When I went to the funeral, he was like a brother to me. They said, do you want to come see the body? And I'm like, no, I don't. Have you guys seen a lot of... I get that. I have. I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get that. But you? my friend that just passed away, he was like one of my best friends a couple of weeks ago. I could not go up to, to, to the casket. I couldn't do it. Oh, they had the open casket. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I don't, we don't do that. When I say we, I mean the Hebrews. We don't do open casket. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the photos, too, are a cultural thing because I remember like when my grandpa died, you know, this was 25 years ago, I had an aunt. I'm Hungarian, and my aunt, my aunt Kata, she she took pictures of, of him in his casket, and we all thought it was really, really weird, and my dad was like, I guess it's like a thing, like, you know, in their country, that's kind of a thing, so, yeah. Do they display them? Do they put them in frames and put them no out idea. on the wall? Like, hey, here's my granddad. No idea. This is from his funeral. He's the dead guy. No idea, but mm. it's super weird. It I is think, weird. I think it just became, like, for my family, I had a few family members who died during COVID, so it became a thing to, like, stream the funeral because you couldn't be there yeah so it was like more acceptable to have pictures and i'm like mom what no because they were sending her pictures of like the funeral i was like that is so not okay well i think like it's it's different to stream a funeral service if it's like a memorial thing you're not like showing the the casket i think i feel like that's okay they did that when when the browns mascot died they streamed his funeral service swagger the dog Still weird though that this girl, this it's influencer, also a dog, like, I know. Yeah, that's a little right. different. You know? This influencer is like, "Hey, here's a selfie of me and my dead dad at the funeral." Yeah, that's weird. You know, hashtag dead dad. Well, in one of the pictures, she was like smiling, and then in other pictures, she's like holding her hands, praying, looking all solemn. The whole thing is creepy because it just looks super staged and like, I don't know, like she Fake. did it for attention. Mm. Weird. Weird. They, they took her account away, huh? Yep. Yep. See, Laura, you didn't do that. No, I didn't. I did not. And I still can't get my account back. That sucks. That is weird. All right. So moving on from a really weird, sad subject. Mm -hmm. The mother of two children who attend an Orlando school was told that she could no longer donate her time on campus after complaints about her online presence. The woman has spent the last five years volunteering at her 10 and 5-year-old school uh, and was told that she could no longer do so due to her OnlyFans page. The mom, who passed a background check and does not have a criminal record, said that she was notified of the move after someone sent images from the account to school administrators. Quote, I was humiliated and I should not and no one else should be concerned about what other parents do for a living. I just love spending time with my kids and I have a great relationship with other parents and students, she said. Do you guys agree that this woman should be banned from volunteering at her kid's school because of her adult content only fans page? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? Swiping left, um, listen, uh, if you are good in the school and you're willing to volunteer your time, then I'm all for it. And by the way, you know, all the horny dads at the school are like, yo, 
You see uh, Tommy's mom on her OnlyFans, fans only, whatever it's called thing? I mean, listen, if you are a pornographic actress and you come to the school to, to volunteer your time and you're really great with the kids and you're helping the teacher, why should it be anybody else's business what you do? And by the way, why should all these other parents pass judgment on you? That's how I make money, pal. Okay, I'm really good at it. Watch my videos. I just think that's rude. I'm swiping uh, left. Yeah, yeah, I'm swiping left too. I'm gonna be with you. Like, I, you know, look. I, I, okay, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but basically, I feel like um, we we live in this really. Um, I guess I'm gonna put this nicely, hoity-toity type of world, right? Where it's like this holier than thou. Nobody, you know, this this puritanical sex is bad and whatever and your body is bad and cover up your body bro listen like stop with that nonsense like we our society has gotten way better with it but still not anywhere near the rest of the developed world like i just think all that stuff in general is nonsense um and if she just wants to be a good mom let her be a good mom you know what i mean like there's plenty of there's probably people that do way in and i don't i mean that worse uh is is relative because this is what people think right not what i think but way, quote-unquote, worse things than you think than what that particular person is doing. So Yeah, you know, we, we all came into this world naked. That are already at your school, probably. Yeah. yeah, we all came into the world naked, and everybody does it, you know? Get over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what are they What are they going to do? Like, if you're a stripper, are you not, not allowed to, to volunteer well, at your kid's school? You're not well, allowed to be in PTA? Think about this. Think about if somebody were a comedian, right? And the parents are like, I saw his or her comedy special. They said this and this and this right. and this. We right. can't have them around our children. It's like, yeah. I'm a comedian. I was on stage. I was making people laugh. That's yeah. one world that I live in. The other yeah. world I live in is little Tommy's dad, and I like to volunteer at the school. What's the problem? Yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. I think it's ridiculous, and people need to chill out and stop being so lame. But that's just me. Yeah. All right. One more, Linz. Go ahead. All right. The New York Times presents is setting its sights on Janet Jackson. Malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson, which is set to premiere Friday, November 19th on FX and Hulu, will take a closer look at the controversy surrounding the wardrobe malfunction during the Super Bowl halftime show in 2004. The film will feature rare footage and interviews with several people who were at the controls that night. And they're going to reconstruct the incident that shook the country and explain how it shaped culture in the decades to follow. Are you guys interested in watching this documentary? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Oh, yeah. Swipe right. I'm in on that. I, I mean, listen, I lived it. I was there at that event. I didn't even know that it had even happened, even though I was there because I was so damn far away, until I got like home and woke, or back, uh, woke up the next day or whatever and saw that everyone was all appalled. Um, I've always felt that that... That people used that moment, okay, in 2004 to enact stuff that really was unnecessary. It goes back to this last conversation I was having, this whole puritanical thing that we try to uphold. It's just nonsense, dude. Like, I feel like all that day, to me, if you are an artist or someone that works um, on a television, audio platform or whatever, was a really bad day, like a dark day. And it, 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 it really changed things for the worse in a lot of, a lot of, at least in my opinion. Well, I agree with you here, George. I'm also going to swipe right. It's interesting, isn't it, how something that happened almost 20 years ago that many people will be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Not, not people in sports, not people in media, 
But like, if you said to a 16 or an 18 year old kid, yo, you remember Janet Jackson's uniform malfunction? They'd be like, what are you talking about? Oh, it was this day at the Super Bowl. That day I was at a Hooters in Orange wait, County. Wait, yeah. wait, no way. I was working at Hooters the day that that happened. I remember it very clearly, and I was working at Hooters. How I was funny at, is that? I was at Hooters. I was at a radio appearance. It was like a Super Bowl Sunday party. Hey, we're going to be at the Hooters in Orange County, right near Angel Stadium. And I remember that at halftime going, I can't believe what just happened. And by Monday morning, the world was a completely different place. It was like somebody was sitting at home watching this going, oh my God, I just returned home from church and that woman just exposed her breast on national television for one one millionth of a second. Like the world changed because of that event. So back to the question. Yeah, believe it or not, 16 years after the fact, they're just now getting to the documentary about it. I'll watch it. I want to learn about it. Yeah. All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. All right. Coming up next. Your chance to win a million dollars and to win Rams Titans tickets, right? Rams Titans. So here's the deal. 710 ESPN, only station giving you a chance to win a million dollars. Not a national contest. It'll be us. Make sure you're listening right now because in the next segment, we're going to ask a trivia question related to today's show. The first person to answer correctly will win tickets to Rams Titans on Sunday night at SoFi Stadium and your chance at a million dollars. How do you try to win the million dollars? Simple. If you're the first person and you get the answer correctly and you get the tickets, we're going to ask you for a Super Bowl prediction, the two teams and the score. If you get that right in February, that person, we're going to write them all down, is going to go and get a million dollars courtesy of us. Simple as that. Uh, all right. So the question today is very simple. What's the new word that Cap learned today? You know, Cap tries to be very young. Uh, he's got uh, four young children. He's got people on this show who are young. Uh, he's learning new vocabulary words. What is the new voca- slang vocabulary word that he learned today? 877-710-ESPN. First person to get it right wins. Wins the Rams, Titans tickets, and gets their chance at a million dollars. That's coming up in two and a half minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so before we get into our topic of conversation, uh, because I do want to get into what's going on with USC's coaching search and UCLA fans going crazy, uh, every Monday, 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win a million dollars. Not a national contest. It's us, okay? All you got to do is answer a show question at 545, and that means you got to tune in basically all day and every day during the week because it could be from any day. Now, to Today's question will be about today, but moving forward, these questions may be about Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, so you got to pay attention to the show all day. This is a million dollars, dude. We're giving you a chance to win a lot of money, so you better be listening to this damn show every damn day, okay? Man, I hope somebody wins this million bucks because let me tell you something. It's hard to win it, but when the Super Bowl comes and you've picked the two right teams and you just randomly picked a score you pulled right out of the air and then all of a sudden the score in the Super Bowl is 30 to 27 and you're like, oh my God, I think I just won a million dollars. I this hope is, somebody wins. This is literally the best contest anyone in this town is giving away. A $1 million, not a national contest. So you're not competing with a bazillion people from you know Tennessee and Ohio, like some of these uh, co- you know conglomerate, radio companies we have here, which are there are a bunch of them. We are one station 
owned by ESPN. And we are giving you a chance at a million dollars. So the question today is, what's the new word that Cap learned today? Cap tries to be young and hip. And, uh, you know, he's got the kids. Uh, he's got us around here. The, the audience teaching him new words. He's, you know. Sometimes uh, it's a little silly, but I, mean, I just want to use cool language, George. I mean, listen, I'm a 50 year old guy who yeah. in this country at this time, being a 50 year old white guy, not exactly the most popular thing in the world to be right about now. So I'm no. trying to young it up a little bit. Right. I'm trying to find some cool terminology to yeah. make me the millennial that I think I am. Right. So make sure that the, each and every week we're on Monday, we're going to do show related questions like today. Today's is about today's show. The question, as we mentioned, the word that Cap learned. But I'm going to start making this harder. We're going to start doing stuff on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're not doing the contest, but you need to be listening because the question may come from a show from earlier in the week, right? Like, or last week or whatever. Like, you got to start listening to the show if you want to win a million dollars. You got to earn this one, okay? All right, so let's go to Amy in Pasadena. She will start. Amy, what was the word Cap learned today? Wyland. Yeah, Amy! Congratulations, Amy. Amy, what's your last name? Lamb. Amy Lamb from Pasadena. You have won Rams-Titans tickets for this Sunday night at SoFi Stadium. Sunday night football. Now you get your shot at a million bucks. Tell me the two teams in the Super Bowl and give me the score. Uh, Rams. I'll go with the Chief, I guess. Okay, and what will the score be? Rams 34, Chiefs 28. All right, so Rams 34, Chiefs 28 in the Super Bowl. Amy Lamb in Pasadena, congratulations and good luck. We're going to put you on hold, okay? Wait, wait, Amy, Amy, is there any chance at all, any chance whatsoever, since you were so great, you you were the first caller, can you use the word in a sentence? Uh, You know, I've been listening. I guess it's – you're wilding. How yeah, that? you're wilding. Yeah, you're exactly. Wyland. Not she, she me, you. It. You're wilding, yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're wilding. No, no, you be all up in the Costco and you be wilding in that Costco. Play with you. <laughs> Listen, I'm well, gonna be. I'm gonna be wilding in the Walmart later. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Go wilding, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Amy. Amy Lamb in Pasadena. Put you on hold. Congratulations and good luck. So there you go. Thank you for listening. So don't there it is. Her, don't love her choice of the of the Chiefs, George. I got to tell you, don't think that's a very good choice. I mean, listen, I, they're they're only like uh, what is it, two games out of the division still. They, they, it's a long way to go still in the NFL. So um, right now may not look great, but they got a seven point lead right now against the Giants. So there's that. Um, so here's the deal. I, we're gonna make this a little challenging now. You're gonna have to start listening each and every day, guys. Okay, because I may pick something from what we did on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Tuesday. It'd be any day now. I'm not just doing specific to Mondays anymore. It's going to be every day. Isn't that fair, though, Linz, if they want to win a million dollars? Like, mm-hmm. we're the only station in town giving you a chance to win a million dollars. You have to do it that way. Lindsay's taking her info, so I answered for her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. True, George, I was going to say, Lindsay, your you. voice sounds so different. I agree with you, George. I think if on Monday of next week, one week from today, if we were to say, hey, on Wednesday, we were talking about the Lakers doing this and this and this. What was said? And, and you're like, I wasn't listening last Wednesday. Well, lesson learned. You got to listen all day, every day, if you're going to win this million dollars. And by the take way, notes. you should all not only take notes, but you should also give serious consideration. Who do you really think is going to be in the Super Bowl? I love mm-hmm. the Rams as a pick. I love it. Maybe you think it's going to be Kansas City like Amy did. I don't. Maybe you think it'll be somebody that'll shock the world. Maybe like a Tennessee who mm-hmm. we're going to see this Sunday. 
without Derrick Henry. But think about who who's your Super Bowl prediction and what do you think the score is so that you're prepared. Yeah. Real quick, yeah, who I, would you guys pick right now to stay in the if, season? If I had to pick right now, I'd pick the Rams and the Bills. Same. Me too. Same. Okay, um, I would say that too, but I just cannot go along with the whole crew. You know, I have to be counterculture. Oh, God, of course. So now I'm going to take, you ready for this? Now I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going way out of left field. I'm taking the Rams against the Raiders. Rams 31, Raiders 27. That would be my million-dollar Super Bowl prediction. So I would go Rams-Bills, and I would say it's going to be like Rams 27, Bills like 24 or something like that. Um, that, that would be my prediction. Um, by the way, happy birthday to Fernando Valenzuela today, right? Shout out so to Fernando friend. and Fernando Mania. Okay. Yeah. 61 years old, Fernando today. Wow. That's pretty interesting because I think of Fernando Valenzuela and I'm probably like a kid, I'm 12 or 13 years old. And I, I guess I kind of looked at him as a grown man. But he was probably only like 22 or 23 years old. He was a, which a child, basically. I now know 23 is a, a little kid still, you know? I mean, yeah, you're past 18 and you can vote and you can be drafted into the Army, in theory. Um, but still, even at 23, you can buy booze legally and you're still a child. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty crazy. He was 19 when he made his debut with the Dodgers. Damn. So, And then he was a baller, basically, from like 21 21- through 25 for like uh, six seasons, I want to say. Yeah, the six seasons through 86. And then, you know, was obviously still very good uh, at times and you know, had some injury issues or whatever um, beyond that. But, you know, played his first 10 years or so, 11 years with the Dodgers. So, Fernando, Fernando Valenzuela, 61, young guy. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Fernando. Um, and, and look, changed a lot in this town as far as Latinos – like in the Dodgers. So he deserves a lot of credit just for that alone, uh, beyond his baseball prowess. So, anywho, we got to take a break. So let's do this. Let's get into we, – we haven't – we've kind of neglected college football a little bit. Let's get into these USC coaching rumors that we've got and how UCLA fans need to relax, okay? I'll explain what that's all about coming up in just a moment, plus what you need to know is in between. We're back in two minutes, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 